Welcome to Eat Well, Think Well, Live Well, the podcast for women who want to lose weight but are tired of counting and calculating all the food. I'm your host, Lisa Salisbury. I'm a certified health and weight loss coach and life coach, and most importantly, a recovered chronic dieter. I'll teach you to figure out why you are eating when you aren't hungry instead of worrying so much about what you are eating. Hey there, thanks for tuning in today. I have a really fun interview with a friend of mine. She's actually the mom of one of my son's good friends. They've been friends since seventh grade. So I checked in with her. I knew she is a fitness professional and talks about all things fitness on her social medias. I thought it would be fun to have her on the podcast to talk with us about exercise versus movement and just some of her great tips for that. So listen in, whether you are new to exercise, you want to start exercising, or if you currently do, you'll find this helpful either way. All right, without further ado, here is that interview. All right, welcome, Brittany. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. If you want to just do a quick introduction so that my listeners know who you are, that would be great. Sure. My name is Brittany Lindsay. I am a mom of three boys. I have been a fitness instructor for over 14 years and um, have focused on everything from physical training into your body and to the whole brain mental health wellness part of that. And I currently teach fitness classes right now. Awesome. I know she teaches at like a super fancy gym in our town. So (laughs) that's so fun for you. What are you, what's your favorite class to teach? Mm, That's a hard one. Probably body pump. That is a weight training class for an hour on all the muscle groups. So I think that's a full, a good full body functional workout. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, do you mostly see like moms in there? Is it a good mix of male, female? The time that I teach, it's usually moms dropping off their kids at school and they have that time 9 and 10 a.m. And I've, I've seen more males be more open lately to fitness classes. I feel like they look inside and they see all these women and they're like, nope, you know, it's a girl class. But when they come in and they actually try it, it's tough and they struggle. So it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to see the guys <laughs> and underestimate yeah. like these classes. So. Yeah. Awesome. I think functional movement is so important for moms, especially because they're hauling around toddlers, they're pulling in six bags of groceries at a time, and then they go in the gym and they're like, I think I'll pick up a five pound weight. And it's not functional. It's not helping them in their daily life. So I'm sure that is something you talk about a lot. But what do you think is the difference between these formal exercise programs with these kind of functional movements, and then movement throughout the day. I just feel like there's a difference. A lot of us wear Apple watches now where we have a move ring and an exercise ring. And I think sometimes it's confusing, like what is exercise and why do I need movement beyond that? Do you need both? What do you think on that? Yeah, for sure. For example, when you said, you know, moms carrying groceries and things like that, I always emphasize in my classes that especially my strength and conditioning class, which is very functional on purpose, like getting up off the floor, getting Mm. out of bed, getting up out of a chair, because there's so many people that as we age, we can't think about like just right now, right? Like as we get older, like there's this older lady in one of my classes and she couldn't even do a burpee coming in four months ago. And she's Mm -hmm. probably late eighties and she just rocks them now. Like 
Wow. So she's doing like, burpees. Yeah. She's, 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 she's in her eighties. That's amazing. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm like, Anne, you're doing this. Like you couldn't do this when we came in and she had to modify it. Like, I think as we go, you know what? I, if I fall, if I'm 90 years old or am I 80, if I fall, can I get up? Like the mm -hmm. whole joke, mm -hmm. it's real. I mean, it's a real thing. Especially when I had a friend, a girlfriend tell me that their grandma fell. They didn't know for four days because they could, they, they didn't check on her, but she was on the floor for four oh. days. She could oh, not just terrible. push up. Like a yeah. really simple movement that we all take for granted and don't realize someday we could lose that or like picking something up and putting it on a shelf, you know, using your legs and using that core and just really, I think we, we, oh, I'm older. I'm not, oh, I get old. I'm not going to have to, you know, do Yeah. If you want to stay mobile and stay mm -hmm. healthy, you've got to think about now. Like, yeah. Functional independence as we age. I love to think about our health span matching our lifespan because even though it is one of my goals to live to a hundred, I don't want to do that if I'm stuck on the floor, right? So I want that health span to match the lifespan. And part of that is that functional independence. So that is one of my big reasons for why I exercise now. And it sounds like it is for you too. Oh, yeah. Why else, why else is exercise important for you beyond the functional? I mean, that's probably my biggest one. So if you're like, no, that's it. That's it. No, but like no. I experienced this too. And without even realizing it is when I was going through my divorce and this was back in, you know, the 2010, 11, 12, that, those kind of years. And I was teaching and mm -hmm. I thought, how am I going to go turn on my, how am I going to turn off what I'm, I'm experiencing in my life and walk in that room and like mentally and physically do this job? Like, I'm so happy. Nothing's wrong in my life. I'm cheerleader. Like, right. I'm going to motivate you. Even though I wanted to like stay in bed, like was sure. not a good time. Yeah. And I, looking back on it, I realized that saved me. Like, the exercise and mentally mm -hmm. saved me, even though I had, it was mentally hard to get into that space of motivation, even just wanting to move when you just want to get depressed, just be in bed. Like depression's a real thing, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, but when you exercise without me realizing it, my endorphins were there. Like that's a natural way for your body to feel good is those hormones, right. those endorphins, they, they start going, they reduce stress. They promote feelings of positivity but especially in times I tell people when you really don't want to move, that's like the most critical time to do it. And mm -hmm. it's, you're not always motivated, but yeah, you just so do it. Even though you're not motivated, you yeah. do it. Totally. Um, that's what I was going to say. Like, what, what do you do? And really the answer is just the, the Nike ad. You do just do it. Oh yeah. And for me, that comes, what I tell my clients is that that's where commitment comes in. And actually, it's kind of brings up a saying I <laughs> I tell my kids, which they hate. I'm like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to want to. You just have to do oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they're always like, oh, I don't want to, you know, they don't even want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. Yeah. I don't want to unload the dishwasher. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to want to. And I think that sometimes <laughs> with exercise, I'm like, mm -hmm. this morning, I was like, I, I actually lift weights in my garage. And the last time I was out there, the mosquitoes just ate me alive. Oh, and I was like, 
I do not want to go lift weights today because I have all the mosquito bites I can deal with at this point. (laughs) And I was like, that's okay. You don't have to want to just put some bug spray on and go do it anyway. And yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. People ask me, how do you stay motivated all the time? I'm like, you guys, it's not motivation all the time. Cause I sometimes, I mean, I'm there to motivate other people. So every Mm -hmm. day of the week (laughs) that it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm motivating so many people. Oftentimes I'm like, I'm tired of motivating people and I don't want to motivate myself. I just, like you said, you just go do it purely out of like, this is my commitment. I want to be healthy. I'm not motivated to walk into the gym right now. Sometimes I don't even want to go teach my classes. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't even feel like teaching today, but I don't, you know, but when I do, I like when everybody's at the gym, like we, we I get my classes together, we, we start and everyone's super quiet. And I'm like, you guys are so quiet. <laughs> and they are like, what's going on? And there's like 30 people in the room. I'm like, what's happening? And it's Monday. And then by the time we're done, like they're smiling and they're happy. Like, oh my gosh, that felt so good. Mm. Because they don't even know they just released a bunch of endorphins and their brain is turned on and they've reduced the stress. And it's just, it promotes connections to our nerve cells that I'm a nerdy nerd when it comes to fitness. I like to get in all the sciencey parts. But it helps our brain regulate our mood. Like, I don't, we don't think about that, right? When we exercise, we don't think about, oh, my brain, I'm going to feel good in my brain today. Like you think, oh, I'm going to build muscle. I'm going to burn fat. Like that's my motivation. Well, it should also be to be mentally healthy. Definitely. I think exercise is by far the bigger impact on our mental health, way more than it is on our physical health. If you're thinking about just weight loss, it's not it's really not the weight loss tool that that your nutrition is. It's really the mental health tool that it's going to keep you on track with your nutrition. That's how I kind of like to think about it. Just one more question though, just to backtrack a little bit on the motivation versus commitment. Would you say that commitment then is the emotion fueling your action to get into the gym? Or is there another emotion that you would consider your, your bigger fuel? Just because the the model I teach is that all of your thoughts create your feelings and then your feelings produce your action and result. So we take action from a feeling and then through taking that action, just like your, your students are there, they're working out and they're feeling happy, they end up changing their emotions because they're having different thoughts like, wow, this is really fun. And then they get motivated you know, a few minutes into class, but starting class, that action, what's fueling that for you? First, I get paid. It's my job. (laughs) Well, yes, there's that. But if you were going, (laughs) that's fair. That's fair. I will get in trouble if I don't show up. That's a good motivation. (laughs) Let's say if you're going in for your own workout though, and you probably don't do a personal workout because you teach so many hours a day, but if you were consult. Oh, you do. Okay. I do. I do. No, I do. And it's your, oftentimes your body can be, you can just get used to your body's like, I've done this every day, all day. I need to change it up. Like, Mm -hmm. so, um, another thought, I think, I think if you think ahead into the future, like, okay, if I don't go to the gym or I don't work out in my garage or I don't go for that walk, that time's going to pass by no matter what. Right. So uh, I think remembering and trying to remember how you felt after that, how you felt in the you know, past when you would walk and how much better you feel, maybe focusing on that 
end result rather than the doing of it. Because if that's not your motivation, if you don't enjoy working out, figure out what part of that whole puzzle feels good to you and focus on that part rather than the, I'd have to go do this. Like, don't say have to, you get to move your body. We get to feel good. And if you focus on that piece that motivates you, focus on that. It doesn't have to be the workout. It could be how you feel after, or, Hey, I get to, you know, sleep better. Like that's another one. Like if you have trouble sleeping, you guys moving your bodies, like it, it's amazing how exercise can help you sleep better. Truly, truly, truly. It's totally directly linked to brain function during our waking hours. Like it's just, it's just, it's so crazy and fascinating how movement alone, whether it's walking, running, biking, like you don't have to go to the gym. People are like, oh, you work out, mm-hmm. you go to the gym. Well, you can go walk. You can yeah. do a jump rope. Like whatever it is, I always say 20 minutes a day. If you only have 20 minutes a day, that is 100% enough for you to release those endorphins, feel better mentally, physically, all of it. And if you're consistent, it's just amazing how much happier you're going to be. Like, yeah, you know, even if you're not losing weight or you're not whatever you want to be, you are going to be healthier mentally. Right. Right. So on that note, then when you were saying, you know, even if you don't lose weight, what benefits do you see then from exercise that don't have anything to do with losing weight? Because it is so closely tied in diet culture, like, oh, you got to exercise and you'll lose weight, which isn't really the case if you are not, you know, have your nutrition dialed in. So aside from our scale weight, for sure, you've mentioned the mental benefits, Mm -hmm. we sleep better, anything else that you feel like you see purely from the exercise alone? you will have more energy. It's funny because people say, well, I'm exerting all this energy. How is that going to help me have more energy throughout the day? For example, let's say you work out in the morning and you, you know, you get down with your workout and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. You're going to be so surprised how much energy you have left for the rest of that day, how much more energy I should say to do what you want to do. And I think most people don't even realize that's happening. Yeah. Why do you think that is like, what's the science behind that? Do you know? They say it's really, it's funny to, when you look that up and you try and research why that is, first of all, you are happier, you are more motivated. And that's where Mm -hmm. the endorphins come in. That's where the like, you know, that comes in to get you have that motivation to move blood pressure is better. You're happier. It's almost like the more oxygen that's being supplied to your brain the more productive you're going to be throughout the day, which sounds really weird, but mm-hmm. that's just the science behind it. But yeah, you don't have to work out even to get, like you said, to move the scale up or down. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what kinds of exercise like do you like to see people doing? Obviously, you teach classes, which is great. If someone isn't close to a gym or doesn't live close by, what would you like to see people doing as formal exercise as well as additional movement throughout the day, if any? Formal would be, you could even just do body weight exercises. People, yes, adding weight would be probably ideal because honestly, if you have to choose, this is my Brittany's (laughs) way, you have to choose between cardio and lifting, let's Mm -hmm. say, lift. Like people like, what? Why? 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 Because you're going to, first of all, you will lose weight quicker than, than if you just did cardio, but you're building that muscle 
first of all, that's going to be the strength, right? As we get older, that's the functional training part where you're picking up that weight or you're putting it over your head and, and your body as it produces more muscle, it will naturally burn that fat. And that's where when you are in a healthier state, you want to move more, you want to, you want to move. And when you see those results, right, it's like more motivating as you start to, like you said, if you have a daily regimen and you're like, okay, well, I don't have a club. Well, do some jump lunges, do, you know, find even online what you can do body weight because mm-hmm. you don't need anything truly. But I would say like hit workouts, I would say like strength and conditioning. It's a strength movement and then go to a cardio. If you want to add cardio, switch them back and forth. So your heart rate goes up and down for that whole 30 minutes, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. kind of back and forth. That makes sense. But yeah, people always think you need a club or a gym and what if you have heavy at home, water, water bottles, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I do want people to move and I am a big fan of weight training too, especially as we age, like we've been talking about with the functional independence. How often would, how often do you weight train or how often do you like to see women weight train per week? That's a good question. I have people ask me that all the time because they're like, what classes should I go to? What should I do? I usually say every other day. So I would say three days a week do weight training. Let's say Mm -hmm. we're working with five days, three days a week of weight training, two days a week of cardio. So I would definitely say more weight training than cardio, maybe a day less of cardio. If you're doing Monday through Friday, absolutely Mm -hmm. have a rest day. People don't under, they underestimate. Oh yes. Let's talk about that. I do. Yes. Rest days. Tell us about rest days. If you don't rest, that's how people get hurt. They can like, oh, I pull a muscle. Oh, I pull this. I'm like, well, did you have a rest day? And they're like, I can't rest. I can't rest. It's like, yeah, you have to rest. Yeah. Like your body needs that recovery time to heal because as we lift, our muscles are literally tearing and breaking and pulling. Sounds awful. <laughs> they are. <laughs> That's why we're so sore sometimes, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But that has to happen in order for them to repair. We want our muscles to always be repairing. We, we, that's how that's how we get stronger. We have to repair mm-hmm. and then we rebuild and then you know we tear them down every day. We, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one full rest day a week and do you consider like going for a walk, like just walking the dog? That's just like regular movement. That's fine on a rest day, but just we're not talking like really long fitness walks or runs, nothing like that on a rest day, right? Right. And especially the funny thing is, is when people are so sore where you get, you know, those days you're sore and then you get out of your car and you're like, oh yeah, I'm sore. And you're trying to walk into the store and you're so sore and you think, well, I don't want to move today because I'm so sore. You Mm. should, like you said, you should go for a walk. You should stretch. You should have that recovery time of moving your body in a way, like you're saying, that's not strenuous, but that's Mm -hmm. helpful to, especially when you're really tight. Our muscles are just super tight too when you're sore. So if you're stretching and having that movement of fluidity, I would say even a yoga, something like a yoga flow that's not holding a pose and, you know, really strenuous, but like a yin or a restorative would be really good. Even if the, yeah, that could even be a rest day. If you want to okay. do a or a restorative class, absolutely. That could be a rest day. Okay. Cause I know there are some people that do miss the endorphins from that exercise. You, you can get, I, I don't love the word addicted 
in this case, but we can sort of just really want those endorphins that come after exercise. And so rest days can sometimes be a little bit scary to our brains. And so it's nice to know that we can take a relaxing walk or do a restorative yoga class and still our body's getting that rest from the weight training. Yeah. You, especially people, I think get stopped to a halt when they don't take that recovery day and then Mm -hmm. they actually injure themselves because they didn't take that recovery and their body's like, stop, I need a day. Like, give me a second. And you're like, no, no, no. And then you pulled something and it, that, and then that you're like, that oh, puts no, you I out. can't even work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're only doing a disservice to your body if you do not have a rest day. Yeah. yeah. Good. What else? What else do you want to tell us about exercise? I know you had some things prepared and I'm not sure I have the right questions. So you're just a wealth of knowledge. So we'd love to hear anything that you want to tell us. Um, I would say don't, so many people often think that it's a one size fits all our bodies. I always say in my classes, listen mm-hmm. to your body. Like I'm going to push you and I'm going to motivate you. But if I'm telling you to do something that you're like, Ooh, my body's like, no, this is not okay. Then you either back off or modify. And people I think are often afraid to modify thinking, Oh, that makes me, mm. you know, especially the ones that are hard on ourselves. We want to do it, the, you know, that way. It's our listen to your body because we're all so different and we're all at a different fitness level. That's why my strength and conditioning classes, I'm always like, you could be a hundred years old. You could be 10 years old, which I have like a 14 year old boy that comes in and it, it, and then I have an Mm -hmm. 80 year old lady and everybody in between, you're all getting your workout because you're going to push yourself to where you feel like your body can go. And don't compare yourself to this 20 year old who's, you know, might be, have more mobility than you, but Hey, you're here, you know, Um, but people definitely, I think compare and they think they need to be doing exactly the same thing as someone else or the instructor, whatever the instructor's doing. Yeah. Or the instructor or like people will put on weight that I have on. I'm like, Oh, she's going to die. I can't, I should (laughs) tell her don't, (laughs) don't try and copy me because we're different. Right. And it's so hard to not want to copy somebody, but especially if you want to get stronger, I think people also don't often don't know how to, um, if you're, if your goal is to get stronger and to lift heavier, how to safely Mm -hmm. do that? Or like, how do I even add weight? What, what weight do I even put on? Well, everybody's different. So when I personal trained people, you know, maybe this person, I would have them start heavier because they're at this point in their life. And you're at this point in your life, so you're going to start here. So I think comparison is just in anything in our life. It's so hard. Well, it leads definitely into what I call the compare and despair cycle. Because as soon as you compare, you're going to start into despair. (laughs) And so you just get stuck in that. And then you're not actually going to make any improvements I think one thing with listening to your body that is a question for me is how do you know when you are getting to failure? Because when we are weight training, of course, some of our sets, we want to go to failure. So getting to failure and Mm -hmm. feeling that sort of pain, if you will, of not being able to move the weight and the difference between that pain and an injury and like, oh, I need to stop. I need a modifier for this exercise. Like, 
I, I feel like that's one of my challenges with lifting weights is sometimes I think I'm not going hard enough. I'm not going long enough in my sets mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of injury, but what I might be feeling is just that muscle working in the way that it's supposed to. So what would be a good way to tell the difference between those two types of pain? That's a good question. I, I always say this too, especially in class when I I'm when I'm starting to feel that in your leg, let's say, for example, let's say squats or lunges. And all of a sudden your legs mm. are like shaking and you're like, oh my gosh, you're mm-hmm. physically shaking. That is okay. That is always a good feel. That's okay. That's a safe feeling. Um, burn, that lactic acid. People mistaken that for pain. That is not mm. pain. I'm like, love it. Try and like be addicted <laughs> to that feeling. You know, like that is a good feeling. Don't your brain automatically is like, 911, I'm feeling burned. Stop, 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 right? That should not be a panic mode. Like that is something when you get to that point, you're like, yes, my body's starting okay. to change. And you you work, that is a safe to work through failure. And let's say you're doing bicep curls and you work to failure and you can only come up halfway and you're like, I literally can't go anymore. That's a failure. That's, there mm-hmm. you go, you're done. You have worked to failure. Now, if there's that sharp pain and there's a difference between a burn lactic acid and pain, pain is not good. That's when you do stop. That's when you do ask for modifications or you completely stop what you're doing because like you said, that's when people injure themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that when I feel a pain that I'm like, oh, this is not a move for me. It tends to be more in the joint, like less the burn feeling Mm -hmm. in like the belly of the muscle. And I feel like it often hits me more more just right in the joint where the movement is going across. Shoulders for me give me pain with overhead movements. And it's like a, you know, just like someone sort of jabbing a something right in that joint. Okay. So that is pain, not burn. Okay. Yeah. So it's not because I feel the difference of the muscle as opposed to the joint. And that's when I stop. I don't know if that is a good indicator as well. It is. And that could be an indication of form. Oftentimes mm-hmm. when our form is off, um, especially after a few reps and we're like, okay, our form starts to fail. That could be one reason why. And another reason was as we get older, I guess, depending on how old we are, we could be like, okay, my joints, what do I need to start taking supplements for joints? Like, don't be afraid to start taking things um, to help our joints. And that would be, I guess, the two things I would say. Okay. Awesome. So where would be the best place to start for someone who wants to develop an exercise habit, but has not done anything? So not someone that wants to change up what they're doing or like they're doing cardio and they want to move into weight training, but someone who's truly not doing anything at all, where would be the best place for them to start? I would say, think about what motivates, what will motivate you like a workout buddy with, is that, mm-hmm. that going to be something that somebody can help? So you could both be like, we're in this together. We're going to hold each other accountable, whether it's going to the gym together, you know, doing an at-home workout, if that motivates you, you know, but I truly think that fitness classes, when you sign up for something and you are like, okay, my name's on there. I got to go. That really drives people to go mm-hmm. even more than yeah. out on the floor, even though I love doing that. Really, I find people even come to me and say, I didn't want to come today, but I put my name on here and I knew that, you know, I needed to come. Like, I think our brains, we'd be really surprised at how much we are like, I made a commitment and I'm going to go. So I would say find what 
fuels you, what, what you would say would motivate you to keep that commitment of if you're like, okay, I want to be, I don't want to be sedentary anymore. I want to start moving and get help. If you want help, if you want, if you want an instructor to help you, or if you want a personal trainer, like wherever that is, like I said, wherever you feel like that is going to motivate you or help you, um, just be careful when you research online and you are literally going from not working out to Googling somebody. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sounds like similar to what I often suggest, which is what's fun for you. You called it like what's motivating for you. I sometimes I just ask like, what do you think is, is fun? And a lot of times my clients that don't exercise at all, they're like nothing. That's why I don't do anything. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we'll start with just walking or if they enjoy being outside, just walking and hiking sometimes is a great place to start. If you're like the only thing I enjoy about exercise is being outside, then try and find something in the realm that you like. If you're more of a homebody, there's always videos. And like we've said, there's videos on online, YouTube, things like that. So lots of good places to start. Another question I had is I think a lot of times our exercises, like we've said, really tapped into our weight loss goals. What kinds of exercise goals can we have that have nothing to do with that scale weight? Because when we can separate it out and make it motivating in different ways, I think that can also be really helpful. I think like what we were talking about earlier is let's say you're somebody who feels like you just crashed by two and three and four. You're like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I want to be able to go until bedtime and be able to be like, okay, you know, wind down and go to sleep instead of just wanting to go to bed. You know, I know so many people that just are like five o'clock comes and they just want to go to bed. That to me would be one example of okay, I want to have more energy throughout the day, you know, mm -hmm. weight loss will come naturally. That's kind of like a side effect, right? Which is not a bad side effect. Maybe having a healthier heart. That's a physical thing, but that's not a weight loss thing, right? And like we said, a healthier brain. Um, age gracefully. That really does help us age more naturally, more in a way that's not going to be uh, awful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's back to that functional independence. Yeah. That's that's how we age gracefully. I walk and I live close by a retirement community. And so I frequently pass groups or pairs of women who are in their 70s, 80s. And I know because I've I've stopped them and I've asked this one pair. I'm mm -hmm. like, I just I just have to know. And they were so proud to tell me that they were 82 and 84. Yeah. And they walk together. I see them consistently. And they were so cute. They were like, oh, she gets me out. I wouldn't do it if it mm -hmm. wasn't for her. And they said it about each other. And so back to your point about having a buddy, it works all the way into your older years. But that is that functional independence. They still get out and move. And I just love them. Yeah, And that's also <laughs> like an anti-aging. Yeah, we do the yeah. creams, we do all these things. But that's also another really natural way for an anti-aging. You see these women who work out daily or move daily, let's just say, and they look so much younger than they are. Mm -hmm. And that is mm -hmm. so much because accredited, accredited to moving and working out. Yeah. So I know that you teach locally. We both live in Roseville. So is there any way for people who are listening that don't live on our area that can they could connect with you or learn more from you? I am on Instagram 
Um, I do have an Instagram account. It's Fitness Girl Brit. That's it. Just okay. Fitness Girl Brit. Um, and we'll link and to that my, in the show notes, of course. Okay. And my email is fitnessgirlbrit at gmail. Okay. And then I, I have a Fitness Girl Brit Facebook page. And that has, um, I mean, I have a regular Facebook page, but the fitness one has like all my videos and things like that on it. So yeah, that's where. Perfect. Good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're ready to get some personalized coaching from me, I'd encourage you to schedule a free strategy session. Visit www.wellwithlisa.as.me or it's easier just to find that link in the show notes. We'll talk about where you currently are with your weight loss goals and I'll give you some actionable tools you can start implementing right away. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you're learning something new and enjoying the podcast, I'd love for you to leave me a five-star rating and a review. Thanks again for joining me, Lisa Salisbury, in this episode of Eat Well, Think Well, Live Well.